from the vault, high atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hey everybody, it's Mike Walsh, your host of Talking Catholic. And I know, I know, every time I'm the first person to lead into an episode, I always apologize and say, I'm sorry that this is happening. Uh, But I'm sorry on a number of levels today, because not only is the podcast, uh, will you hear my voice first, we're actually also doing this as a video cast. So you'll be able to see it later on our Talking Catholic YouTube page at youtube.com slash Talking Catholic, where we have a number of um, shows, short, short format shows, usually about five to 10 minutes on a variety of different subjects. One of them, my uh, co-host Carrie Janice uh, hosts on a regular basis called Youth Ministry Insights, which I encourage you to watch. And all of our shows are on the YouTube channel. But today, uh, this is our podcast, and we're doing it as a special podcast because it's our 200th podcast. Uh, every time we've hit 100, uh, some 100 metric, we've done a special. Now, usually what we do is a live podcast, live recording of a podcast, but Obviously, in COVID times, that's really not going to happen. So we're going to do something different. We're going to do it as a Zoom call that you'll be able to watch later. And we've uh, invited all my hosts on. And we've also invited some of our favorite, and in my case, least favorite guests from the last uh, year onto the show, just to uh, sort of give their reflections. And we want to talk a little bit about um, where we want to go in the future with the podcast, as well as our YouTube channel and our Talking Catholic enterprise, let's call it our multi-channel, you know, broadcast empire that we're trying to create here. So the first thing I want to do is bring on some of my uh, co-hosts who not only are celebrating with me the 200 episodes of the Talking Catholic podcast, but they're also celebrating with me a belated one-year anniversary of them joining the show. For the first 130 episodes that we did, uh, my original co-host, Pete Sanchez, now award-winning podcaster of the Talking Saints podcast with, uh, with his friend, Lori Power. Um, they've been working on that as a monthly podcast that we do on a regular basis. So my three new co-hosts joined me on October 9th of last year, of 2019. Uh, and I, the idea of bringing them on sort of midway through our run was I was looking to change things up a little bit. You know, Pete and I are both journalists uh, by trade. So we kind of only knew what we knew. So we wanted to bring on people with different perspectives that co-host the show with me. So we brought on Mary McCusker from Catholic Charities, Carrie Janice, who's a youth minister, and Marianela Nunez, who works in our school's office, thinking that we were sort of gets the overview of the entire diocese. So what I'd like to do is reintroduce the three of them to you, starting with Carrie. Carrie, how are you today? Hey, Mike, I'm doing great. My good friend, Mike Walsh. <laughs> Oh, it gives me chills every time you say that. The, um, and Mary McCusker, how are you doing today? Oh, no. I'm well, Mike, and I can hear um, your echo from the vault next door to where <laughs> I am right now, but I'm oh, well. You're right. I should have introduced myself as being in the, uh, the uh, vault today. Yes, I'm coming to you from the vault. And lastly, uh, Marianella Nunez, how are you? Well, Mike, thank you for doing this special podcast for our 200th episode and our anniversary. We're happy. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, Mary McCusker, you were the first on the show. And I'm kind of curious, you know, what was it uh, like recording that first episode as a host back in October? Terrifying. 
just like the first episode you ever recorded of Talking Catholic with Pete, you picked me as the guinea pig and it was nerve wracking then. And it is still a little bit nerve wracking now, but it is something that I've come to enjoy a lot. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking about it earlier and just thinking about the people I've brought onto the podcast a lot of them are my coworkers who I see and talk to day in and day out. And, you know, we, I don't want to use the word small talk, but we have meaningful conversations, but we never really have a chance to sit down and for me to ask them, you know, what, what makes you tick in this, in this line of work at Catholic Charities? How do you do this day in and day out? What drew you to this kind of work? And then have them respond for, 15, 20 minutes. So it's been really surprising, eye-opening, and great to learn more about them and to have our listeners learn more about them. Because so often I think, gosh, I wish everyone could see what my colleagues do day in and day out. I've always thought that. So putting my nerves aside about public speaking, <laughs> it really has been a great opportunity to, to show our diocese and the listeners of domestic church media, what Catholic charities does and why. You know, that's great to hear because that was exactly what I had in mind when I, when I created the, the podcast, which was to showcase um, different elements around the diocese. And, you know, it really made me very happy that you gravitated to that uh, so quickly. Um, now, the other person I want to chat with is Carrie Janice, because, you know, I have a colleague in the diocese who claims I make her work harder than anybody else in the diocese, and she, she'd be wrong. Because uh, the person I make work harder than anybody else is actually Carrie Janice, because um, I rely on her for a thousand different things and oftentimes at a last minute. So Carrie, I, I'm curious, um, do you regret ever becoming part of the Talking Catholic family? <laughs> Uh, no regrets, Mike, actually, no regrets. And, and you know, the if you think back to the very first time you said, I want to set up a meeting with you, have some ideas, and you sat down in my office and pitched all these, like, podcasts, YouTube channel, social media platforms. I'm like, oh, gosh, this is a lot. And But uh, what I funneled it down to was my direct answer to you is, is and you might remember this, I hope you do, if it's going to evangelize and help further the church, then I'm all for it. And, um, you know, kind of in the last year, looking back, both being a podcast host, kind of getting thrusted into that, really. And then um, same thing, likewise, with the YouTube channel. Um, it's actually been exciting to see how uh, using these new media platforms can really further the church. And particularly for me, the young church, because that's where I like to serve. And a lot of my my guests and just the way the angles I've taken on kind of sharing in the podcast have really just been from a youth oriented angle in a little way like because obviously that's where my background is but especially just in sharing that and sharing it with youth ministry insights uh for me it's been actually uh no regrets actually i'm like well like i hope i, I hope i get a third season <laughs> I, like, I, I, I like it i do um you know all right demand some money from mike because you're doing all this without pay <laughs> I, am, uh, I am the one that doesn't work for the diocese this this is true but uh but you know it's it's a joy i like i like doing it and and it's fun so no regrets mike no regrets. well mary uh carrie it's been uh it's been don't listen to mary first of all and second of all um it's, <laughs> it's been wonderful for me because you have been able to fill one of the weak spots for me I, I know a lot about what goes on at, at catholic charities and i know a lot about what goes on in our schools but when it comes to parish life 
that's an area where, you know, I don't get a lot of, I don't get to spend a lot of time in. Mm -hmm. So for me, you, you know, you being one of the co-hosts has been remarkable and it's forced me to make friends with people that I, you know, I, which is something I try to avoid on a regular basis. Um, but it's been absolutely a delight to have you on. And not only that, but not, not just being, you know, part of the talking Catholic family, but quite frankly, a leader of the talking Catholic family, someone who is constantly pushing me all the time to do more and think more and be better. And occasionally reminding me to say thank you to people for all the hard work that they do to, to make talking Catholic successful. So, uh, Let in many us respects, let us know. Wait, 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 wait. Well, hold I on. Wait. Stop in many respects, you are, no, 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 no. You are, <laughs> in many respects, you are the soul of talking Catholic. And I want people to know that. Well, thank you for that, Mike. But I wanted to say furthering you and your faith. I think that is something remember we pushed you for the rosary, pushed you to say some prayers before it. So I think that's the most important thing is, is furthering your soul and your faith. That's let's you know, talk about to, souls right here. Let's also not talk about whether or not you were successful or not. But I totally appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're, you're trying welcome. and I, I appreciate that. You're welcome. And and Marinella Nunez, uh, you know, Marinella doesn't get a chance to be on the podcast as a host nearly as much as everybody else does because she works really, really hard. And we have, uh, what, 36 schools in the diocese, and she has to end up spending a lot of time with all of them. And as you, as the public is well aware, there's a pandemic going on, and the Catholic schools office has to work really hard all the time to make sure the guidelines are being met and people are being taken care of. And in her case, with uh, the work she does with the Latino population, that requires a lot of her time. So she hasn't been on as a host nearly as much as our two friends are, but but she's done a great job bringing us stories of Hispanic culture and stories of school culture, which I, I really genuinely appreciate. So Marianella. Thank you for always giving us whatever time you have to, to be a co-host on the show. I really appreciate that. I am uh, so happy to be part of the show. At least, you know, uh, the minimum times I get to be a co-host, I really enjoy, uh, just as Mary McCosker was saying, uh, you know, you know, you don't get to listen uh, as deeply as we can with these uh, long conversations we have at Talking Catholic um, about people and what they do and why they do it. And uh, also, I think one of the important aspects of, uh, you know, me being part of the show and bringing the Catholic schools uh, experience to, um, you know, our listeners is to keep them informed about what's going on in, in our schools. Why is it important that, you know, we continue to send our children to uh, Catholic schools. And in addition, I think uh, I really enjoy uh, bringing the Latino culture to the show uh, and, you know, in a mainly Anglo show, but we also have a lot of Latinos who listen that uh, speak English and, and enjoy the show. So thank you for having me, Mike. No, it was great. And, and actually, Marianella, you you get the privilege, I think, of getting our biggest name on the show the, of anyone we had when you were able to bring in Hasma Ospina, the, the well-known um, academic who presented at the Convocation of Catholic Leaders two years ago and then, and then joined us um, um, last month, I guess it was, just to talk about Latino influence in the Catholic Church um, across the nation and then certainly within uh, our diocese. So, so thank you for that. That's that's something that I simply would not have been able to do, which is proving once again just how effective the three of you have been at bringing like really new stories uh, and global stories um, that that I myself as just a dopey PR guy would not have been able to to do. So so thank you very much, all three of you, for that. How's it been for you, Mike? 
Oh, I'm turning the tables. <laughs> oh, that's that's easy. Uh, you three are a nightmare. Um, I have yes. no, just kidding. No, um, how's it been for me? Um, you know, the hardest part has been coming up with 200 episodes on a regular basis. Um, I'm happy to say that in the entirety of the show, um, we've never missed a week with um, mm-hmm. having having an episode. In the early years, we had we would often have more than one show, or occasionally we'd have two shows in one week. And maybe we would you know, there'd be some sort of weird barrier. It was they didn't, didn't always come out on Mondays. It come out whenever we felt like it, but we always made sure we had a show before that before that Friday. And there are times I do miss that a little bit. But uh, when we made um, the arrangement with Domestic Church Media to simulcast the show on, on their radio stations, um, it was, I think it was a blessing because it, it, it actually forced me to start scheduling things and thinking ahead. And uh, well, I have to actually, I have thinking to, ahead. I we thinking get ahead. emails. Uh, we need a show. We need a show in three days. Anybody got any ideas? Anybody? Well, as Mary knows. On? In the old days, that would have been uh, 10 minutes from now. Like, oh, hey, listen, I want to do a show in 10 minutes. Bring everybody <laughs> yeah. together. We want to get something done. Now okay, I give you at least three days to think three about Three days it. is better. Okay, got it. Um, the, um, but the, so anyway, it has forced me to sort of look at things like that. And I actually have to give uh, Jim Manfredonia at the Domestic Church Media a lot of credit for even considering bringing us board, uh, on board of the, the DCM family. It, it's been a wonderful experience, and uh, we've been so happy to be on radio stations throughout New Jersey. Uh, I think, actually, to the annoyance of some of my colleagues in the other dioceses, that here in humble diocese of Camden, are we being featured on a statewide uh, showcase like Domestic Church Media? But I, I think a lot of it has to do with the quality of the people we bring on mm-hmm. um, and the quality of, of our hosts. So I, I'd like to think that we're bringing out a, a, a quality product to everybody. So to my three hosts, uh, congratulations on your one year. I want you to know that I, for one, appreciate all of you. And I know for a fact, our listeners prefer you far more than me, probably <laughs> many of our guests as well. But um, but I think it's great. And thank you very much. You're which brings me welcome. to our, oh, thank you. Uh, which brings me to our next section, which is uh, some of our favorite guests. So I invited our three by three co-hosts to invite some of their favorite guests from the past year. And then, like I said before, I, I invited my least favorite guests back. Um, so I'm going to bring everybody sort of in, uh, if you're watching on video, I'm going to bring everybody in online, but we're uh, on video, but we'll, uh, we'll, uh, talk to everybody individually first. So, uh, starting with Carrie, I'd like you to introduce, uh, your guests and, uh, why you decided to bring them on other than just to troll me. <laughs> well, you said you said bring a guest. Uh, I, I got a two for one deal here, but they're both priests. So we can't like pick one priest over another. So um, I brought two <laughs> of my very good friends um, who have been featured across Talking Catholic, not just in uh, podcasts, but also even on multiple shows uh, that are on Talking Catholic. So Father Josh Nevitt and Father Peter Gallagher, who Father Peter Gallagher joining us all the way from Rome. So thanks for being both of you. Thanks for being with us. So uh, Father Josh, you want to say hello first and then maybe Father Peter. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Every time I'm on something for the Diocese of Camden, I'm told this is your last time you're on this way too much. No <laughs> more talking Catholic, no more YouTube shows or live streams or anything. And then somehow I get invited back. So, Mike, if you could keep Carrie from pulling me into this, that would be great next time. I, Father Josh, I keep firing you from this and Carrie <laughs> keeps inviting you back. I can't stop her. But here you are anyway. So thank you for joining us. And it, it is true. Fa- 
Carrie, uh, Carrie has a habit of finding uh, uh, great uh, people to be a part of the show and her personal shows. And Father Josh has done a lot of on-camera work with Carrie of late um, and does a great job every time. So thank yes. you very much for being a guest on this and a guest on all of Carrie's stuff. And Father Peter, just out of curiosity, uh, what time is it in Rome right now? That's a good question. It is 8.56 p.m. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, yeah. I cannot. Imagine this earth being round. <laughs> it, it's good to be on and uh i think this is prime time radio you might say at least for the romans <laughs> well you know I, we've heard about some of the the spikes going on uh, the covid spikes going on in rome how are you how are you holding up with everything going on there well someone asked me yesterday mike how is italy and i said well i've been outside our gate one time in the last month Oh. So, uh, at the same time, if you know, uh, like a high school complex, our, our seminary is more or less has grounds. Uh, Father Josh Nevitt would know he was there himself. So it's really uh, a blessing to have the grounds and to be outside and to be able to run and exercise as well as study and pray. So uh, holding well, Mike, thank you for asking. Well, that's good to hear. And I, uh, and you know, for anyone who hasn't heard some of the previous episodes, uh, Father Peter is our is one of our two baby priests for the uh, Diocese of Camden. But uh, we say that uh, endearingly. But um, he's definitely the babiest of all of our priests, as he's quite a young fellow as well. Um, the um, but you've uh, now you're back at the knack this year uh, because you're finishing up your studies, right? Yes. So one last uh, year. Halfway done the first semester, one more semester to go after. Well, I, I, I please do me the favor uh, when you see Father Romano next to let him know that you were invited on the 200th episode of Talking Catholic and he didn't make the cut. So <laughs> I'm going to tell him exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you. Mike, a Talking Catholic field trip to Rome to visit Father Peter. Gallagher I would go for would that, nice. Mary. <laughs> I'm down. You are very That's Mike, we, you don't even have to come. We would do it for you. <laughs> Great point. The only reason I joined the diocese was to figure out some way of uh, wiggling my way into a trip to Rome, and I've been unsuccessful for five straight years. So this is what <laughs> it takes. Donna. Ask Donna. <laughs> yeah. Well, Donna had to pay her way, but we'll see. I got to figure it out for free. So, um, so Mary. Now, um, you invited a, a special guest, and probably if you hadn't invited him, he would have been my invitation onto the podcast, because I, I always enjoy having him on. But uh, whom did you invite on today's podcast? I invited Kevin Hickey, Executive Director of Catholic Charities Diocese of Camden. And he, when you said pick one guest, I mean, it was just a given to me. You know, he's the heart of Catholic Charities, and, you know, in addition to... Um, all of the work he does, he has a way of keeping all of us at Catholic Charities, you know, grounded in Catholic social teaching, reminding us of, you know, of our mission. And I think every every other day I get either a, a link to some fascinating article. Sometimes a book will just be sitting on my desk. And I don't know if that's my homework for the night or what, but he has a great way of just keeping all of our staff motivated um, and grounded, especially during a year as crazy as this one. So welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us. 
to figure that out. Thank you, Mary. That was, uh, well, I'm not surprised. You are one of the most gracious people I've ever met. So I thank you for that. That was a really gracious introduction. Uh, yeah, it's one of her more annoying uh, characteristics. I was waiting for some comment from you, Mike. <laughs> Kevin, can you tell us what's behind you? Well, I, I, uh, I'll credit Mike Walsh. I, this is uh, Mother Teresa. It's an icon that's actually usually in our boardroom. We have a, a number of icons in there. Uh, and so this is, uh, and of course it's dated, it says Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, but of course she's now uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta. So, uh, Kevin, you know, um, I've said this to you on multiple occasion and, and I've said this to Mary every day, every time she has a, a bad day, um, that, um, you know, the work I do with Catholic charities, you know, I, I rely on you guys when I have a bad day. You know, I, I spend a lot of time in crisis communications and, you know, the Catholic Church has been under the gun now for quite a while by a lot of outside entities. And sometimes it can become it can weigh on me after a while. And it's good to be reminded of the good work that Catholics do throughout throughout the diocese to to help people. And, um, you know, I, I think it's something that needs to be reminded. And so it for me, it's been very easy to go out there on a regular basis and 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 showcase Catholic charities wherever I can, because quite frankly, yeah, I know how to create a dog and pony show, but uh, in my, as we used to say in the old job, uh, we're not saving babies in the, in the PR department, but very much so in the in Catholic charities, as well as in our parishes and our schools, we are very much uh, saving babies. So, you know, I will always jump to the forefront to showcase all of you uh, whenever you do good work. And then whenever you screw up, I'll definitely tar and feather you. But, you know, for the most part, you guys have all been doing a great job. So keep up the good work, everybody. And then um, our penultimate guest is uh, invited by Marianella. And Marianella, who did you bring on? So I brought Mary Beth Peabody, who is the marketing and communications manager for uh, the Catholic schools office. So um, she has been wonderful with us, even like helping us bring uh, the best stories to talking Catholic uh, around, uh, you know, our schools. And uh, I'm very grateful for, you know, the work Mary Beth has been doing, uh, bringing our Catholic schools together as a big umbrella that we are here in the diocese. And she's done a tremendous job, uh, you know, in our social media platforms and, uh, you know, just telling the stories. And it's really great to read uh, her stories in the Star Hurl and everywhere around the diocese. I think she's really uh, being wonderful with us. So thank you for, for being here, Mary Beth, and welcome to the show one more time. Well, thank you for inviting me. I was very honored, Marinella. You had lots of people to choose from. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> well, thank you. So, uh, Mary Beth, you know, you've um, you've been someone that I've worked with now for four years, I guess. Four and, and a half, yeah. Four and a half years. Um, and I've come to rely on you all the time for a lot of stuff that we do related to schools because I simply can't be out in the schools very much. So as the as the marketing manager for the, the schools department, you have been one of those absolutely integral links that I have to the outside world. Um, and of course, as I you know noted earlier when introducing Marianella, uh, you've had one heck of the last uh, nine months now. 
Um, yeah. And uh, I have to give a lot of credit to the schools department that for all of the insanity that we've been going through related to the, the pandemic, uh, the work being done in the school's office and in the schools themselves has been exemplary. So um, how are you holding up uh, nine months into the insanity that we live in? Well, I, I feel sort of insulated from the real heat of it um, because my job is to sort of report what other people are doing. And, and so that to me, it's probably been the most proud work I've ever done because the people who I work with are just incredible. Our, our superintendent, Bill Watson, has been an amazing leader watching him in action with our principals. He has this way of um, he learns, he's, he's a real learner and he's a real communicator. So when you really know what you're talking about and you talk about it well, that is a winning combination. And he just brings a level of calm and guidance, the likes of which I've never seen. And then there is just watching our principals who, you know, we've been having weekly conversations with them since March and um, they rely on each other. They, they support each other. They give each other ideas you know, in another world, they're sort of competing for students, but they're just all together in this. And it really it has been an extraordinary experience. So I, I, I concur. I, I have to give a lot of credit to, to Bill and, and quite frankly, the entire school's office, because I know it's not just Bill, but Bill has definitely in, in a world up, uh, turned upside down. Uh, Bill has shown incredible stability, which happens to be, I think, a, a character trait of people in leadership positions who do, who do really great work. Uh, I have to give Kevin uh, sim similar kudos because uh, those are two gentlemen that I work with on a, on a regular basis with Catholic Charities and Catholic <clears throat> Schools who are, who are, quite frankly, unflappable uh, when it comes to this stuff, at least publicly. Privately, I've seen them flap but publicly completely unflappable. And uh, <laughs> as Kevin shakes his head vigorously. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am flapping around here all over the place because uh, I get- I, get, I, I can vouch for that. Yes. Mary Mary recently witnessed me uh, absolutely losing it on something related to this. I, I don't even remember what- It was like office space style, Mike freaking out. I <laughs> I wish I recorded it. Would have been a great- uh, addition to our YouTube feed. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Our PR director, everyone. <laughs> uh, but only behind the scenes. The, um, so my guest for today, uh, so I asked everyone to invite their favorites on. I actually invited my third favorite on. Um, Mary already invited my first. My second was actually two people and they couldn't make it. I was going to bring Jose. They couldn't make it. I didn't even ask them because it was, had to be Jose and Star who's on our YouTube channels and they are the most adorable couple. They're the couple. best. Exactly, right? Aren't they the best? If you've never seen their show, Keeping a Catholic on our YouTube show, you really got to check it out. So even in absentia, I am going to promote Jose and Star, which meant I had to invite the ever-present Donna Ottaviano Britt, whom I lovingly, in air quotes, mm. refer to as my frenemy. Mm. Uh, hey, Donna. What a hey, warm welcome, Mike. Hey, wow. Don't you think? I figured that. He set it up at the beginning of the episode. He invited one of his least favorite people. I'm like, well, by the time we get to it, they'll all know it's me. I wanted Mike, you to make that sure is you not fair for Donna. Come on, do the nice introduction. The communications director would do. Oh, listen, listen. Donna gives as good as she takes. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't need to worry about Donna. If I, if I didn't think Donna could take it, I wouldn't say it. She is, mm -hmm. quite frankly, she is the best and is the one of those people who keeps me on track constantly. She and I have been thrown in together on a number of occasions where 
something that had never been done before needed to be created. And the powers that be said, hey, uh, Mike and Donna, can you uh, go do this? And we look at each other and go, all right. Okay, let's try. Let's see what we get. So that's the way that it's been. And then we knock it out of the park always. That depends, unless I'm following you, Carrie, in the social media space, but (laughs) I'll let the golden child go ahead of me. The, uh, so Donna not, is our director of missionary uh, discipleship or discipleship and leadership in the Diocese of Camden. She's also one of the co-hosts on the Talking Catholic YouTube channel. She has uh, joyful disciples, and she is, in fact, a very joyful disciple who I willingly invite back on the show all the time because, like Carrie, she has a habit of filling that space that I simply don't possess, which is a pastoral nature in any way, shape, or form. Whereas I might let all of you burn to the ground, she will want to save all of your souls. So, so Donna, you know, um, thank you number one for always saying yes to me wherever, whenever I ask you to do something, um, and two for always being willing to come on the show, particularly if it's a topic that I know I am really not strong on, and you always add such a great level of of knowledge and and pastoral nature that you know, I, I ain't got. So, so thank you. You notice that backhand compliment I just got, everybody? Like, boom, boom. That was a front-handed compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for the invite, Mike. I do appreciate it. And I think you have um, really across all of your co-hosts, this is the 200th episode. I think that the Diocese of Camden, I'm not giving you a compliment now, but under your leadership, I think producing some (laughs) tremendous content for Catholics across the region and probably beyond that. Uh, but I really think there's some excellent content that's actually being produced here for all the swaths of Catholics we have, you know, across the diocese for young people, for young church. I know we've already plugged Star and Jose, but looking at what Carrie does, look what's going on in the schools, look at the work of Catholic charities, you know, looking at the work that our good and holy priests do. And I'm not saying it because two of them are here. Um, but I really think that this is a great platform to, with which to evangelize. So I think it's really, uh, and I'm honored to be here among these people, except for you, Mike. <laughs> that is, as always, the correct response. Thank yep. you, Donna. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you know, something we were, Carrie and I were kind of talking about um, how to set up this episode and as always, Carrie's got a lot of ideas. She'll give me like a ton of them and I'll, I'll be like, oh, 10% of those are really good. But, um, but actually the reality is 100% of them are all really good. I'm just 90% lazy. Um, so one of the things we were talking about for, for today is, uh, you know, some of our favorite moments from the past year. So Carrie, since you kind of put that thought in my head, you know, you've, done, you've been doing episodes now for since October of 2019. Has anything particularly jumped out at you that you were at least pleased that we were able to put together? Yeah, well, so many, um, you know, it's just a joy to, to, to do each one and every one is unique unto itself. But there's one that definitely rises to the top. And, and I apologize because some of my guests are on here with us and it doesn't include any of you. But um, when we were able to have uh, worldwide Catholic speaker, Paul J. Kim, come on to a podcast yeah. for me that... Uh, it was exciting. Uh, it was the first time I got really nervous because I like I, I don't generally get nervous to do the podcast uh, just to not mess up the opening. Truth be told, that's always just <laughs> let me get through the opening and then I'm good uh, for the other 54 minutes. But besides that, um, Paul J. Kim, I, I had, did have a sense of nervousness only because he is so 
uh, well-renowned and just known for his work, especially in, if, you know, you talk to any of the youth, uh, they know him, but even just, uh, not even just youth, but he's a Catholic evangelizer. And when we were able to, as I said, score him uh, for a podcast, um, I was so excited because he was coming to do a mission at our church and give a talk there. But um, I kind of was like, well, since you're going to be here, is there any way you can do a podcast first? And, and he agreed to it. And I was just totally delighted, excited. And like I said, nervous at the same time. But for me, that was definitely a highlight looking over the past year. And that was in March, um, just this past year now. And it was right before everything kind of changed in a different yeah. way. So it was also a kind of like a, a, a marking point in my life as to, I guess, if you have it, when things were normal to when things started to really change over to the new norm, as we kind of know it as. So uh, for me, that was definitely a high point. The high that, that actually, that was a fun episode because he, he is definitely a character and I, I hadn't been aware of him prior to that. And I was really blown away, not just by his personality, but then later on when you had your mission, what he was able to do was really, truly yeah. amazing. So Mary, what about you? What, uh, what over the last year kind of jumped out of you? Now you've actually been on a lot of episodes of Talking Catholic because you were, as we all know, you were officially the first you were the test subject of our first podcast, which I still have recorded and will someday. And I'll find out. a way to delete it. And <laughs> so oh, that it's, it's gone from <laughs> cyberspace. <laughs> but, um, you know, as, as one of the bosses, how have you, any of the particular episodes jump out at you in the last year? Well, I, I prepared for this question in advance. And honestly, you said something earlier about, it's like herding cats with all of you referring to the hosts and, <laughs> That's kind of how I feel when I bring Catholic charity staff on, especially because they are all so infuriatingly humble. They don't like to talk, you know, that much about their work. Um, some of them are camera shy or, you know, they're, they're used to one-on-one -on -one interactions with, with clients. And you add to that the fact that I'm, I don't like uh, volunteering what's it, voluntold? Voluntold, yeah. Yes, <laughs> I don't like, you know, forcing people to come on, but like I said earlier, it's it's important um, for, for people to know about what they do, and it kind of gives them a voice to talk about their work and their services, and this year in particular, you know, was a crisis <laughs> in, in South Jersey and so many other places, and, you know, we hear a lot about... Um, you know, the obvious toll that, that the pandemic has had with the loss of, of lives. Um, and then we hear a lot about the other ripple effects of that. Um, you know, people losing their jobs, people who weren't previously food insecure now have to choose between food and medications and the increase in domestic violence. And for each one of these subjects, I, I think we were able to bring on staff members who were able to talk about them. And one that jumps out was having Sylvia Lemo and Jose Sanchez mm. talk about domestic violence um, just this month or no, last month during October, domestic, yeah. yeah, domestic violence awareness month. And, you know, uh, just some of the misconceptions, the myths, um, the realities, it was, a difficult one to hear, but an important one. Um, as always, Kevin has been a great guest, <laughs> um, no matter what the topic is. I know when we were preparing for our JFA 
virtual awards ceremony. Um, he was able to, to talk about that, our honorees and why we were honoring them. So to me, getting a staff member to commit to going on this Talking Catholic podcast, it's a victory. <laughs> like I said, they they don't do any of their work to seek attention or, or praise. So um, yeah, there's they've all been really, really great. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I always enjoy we've had we've done a lot of Catholic Charities episodes. And uh, it's one of the things that I've never I've never worried about doing too often, because I, I genuinely don't think you can talk about the work of Catholic Charities and enough in, in what we do. And, and the same is true of, of, of schools and our parishes. But as someone who regularly needs their soul refilled with some good good news that doesn't necessarily come out of the Bible. Um, I, uh, I, it means a lot to me. I, I know that when I said, that, wow, that's already inarticulate. Now it sounds sacrilegious. So <laughs> they actually come out of the Bible, Mike. No, no, no. Good news does come out of the Bible. But sort of incarnate that we, that surrounds us, not just what's in the Bible, but proving. I hope you got Kevin Hickey nodding his head as you were talking. <laughs> I see Kevin laughing over there. Yep. <laughs> Marianella, what uh, any particular memories for you over the last year? Yeah, I think definitely two stand out, and uh, one of it was like you know at the at the um, you know before the the school year started, we had a podcast with our superintendent Bill Watson uh, regarding you know how uh, what were we doing in terms of schools for this year. And uh, Mary Beth Peabody was also part of uh, that podcast where we were telling people, I think one of the most important messages in, in many years about schools, like we are going to have schools and, and they're going to be open for your children in person. And this is how we're going to do it. And, you know, I kind of like uh, started to have children and realize that once they go to school, they just go to school. And there's so many years of schools and that just flows. And I think this year has gotten people to realize that, you know, things can happen and uh, they are, you know, unprecedented things happening now. And I think the fact that, you know, we were able to inform our population about, you know, what the schools were doing and how we were going to do it safely uh, was really um, a rewarding experience for me to see that, uh, you know, we, we had been doing the work to make sure that our kids are back in school and uh, that they're safe. And so far it's November 18 and we are really, uh, you know, proud of the work being done in the schools. The children have been phenomenal and uh, the teachers are, are, you know, just helping us out and further in the mission. And I think, uh, you know, that's what we are about. And uh, I don't know if Mary Beth would like to sort of like uh, give us a few points on that because she's being really uh, in an integral part uh, of this. Sure. Um yeah, I think by the time we rolled it out, uh, we were really ready. And I know that Mike and I didn't always agree on when we should be communicating different things. And I thought maybe we should be doing more sooner. And in retrospect, that was everything we did, I feel, was just right. It wasn't too soon. It wasn't too late. It, there was certainly not that there was a lack of transparency all along. It was just getting everything in line because we were really going to be looked at as examples of how this thing works because, you know, as the time got closer, it was clear that there were going to more, be more restrictions on public schools than non-public schools. 
And um, so I feel like by the time we did that podcast, we were really ready to say, this is it. This is that <laughs> we're going. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, as Mary Ellen said, it, it has worked really well, not without just absolutely overwhelming amount of work on the part of our teachers, principals, you know, it's, it's been huge and, and not that there has not been COVID, which is also really important because that's also been managed really well. Yes. Armed. It's the contact tracing has worked. It's, you know, isolating the right people, quarantining the right people. And it's, um, you know, it, it's been very real. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of goes back to something we talked about earlier, which was this had never been tried before. So, it, you know, Mary Beth um, sort of talked about how I was sort of taking a conservative approach to it. And, and the reason I was so conservative about it was because I, I didn't I didn't want to get ahead over our skis. Um, but the truth of the matter is everything that the school's department has done so far, we're recording this on November 18th. Um, has been exemplary for the, the schools and I think has allowed them to reopen. And even the schools have done, of course, themselves, uh, has allowed this to happen. So I think there's a lot of credit that needs to be to go there. And I'm hoping that by the end of this school year, we'll, you know, we'll be in a different place. Vaccines will be out. We'll be, you know, the, the, the second or third yes. wave, whatever we're in right now, will be over. And we maybe, maybe we can pat ourselves on the back then. But at the moment, I, I do think that everyone has done the best that can be done um, in, in these situations, imperfect as it may be, but um, the best that can be done. So I, I kind of want to go back to something Kevin talked about earlier, which was uh, giving me, unfortunately, a lot of undue credit, um, other than I, me pushing people in the right direction, which tends to be what my job is. Of the eight people on this podcast um, and YouTube show at the moment, um, right now, every single one of you has taken the reins of moving to the online world when you absolutely had to, when we all shut down in March. Uh, Father Peter Gallagher finished his studies, was placed in a new parish, and the first thing he does when he's in a new parish, he creates an A to Z video series all about uh, little elements of parish life. And I found it totally enjoyable. It was each episode was a, little, was a little different and he literally went A, B, C, D and through the line and gave you a little insight about this little element of, of parish life. And Father Peter, I want to sort of congratulate you about that because it was so interesting and so well done. And, uh, and I apologize for using this particular word to you, but adorable. Um, it was <laughs> genuinely enjoyable. So like, how did you come up with that idea and, and what did you... How did you pick your A through Zs? Yeah, uh, Mike, I was inspired by Father Josh Nevitz, former Spears director, who in the past did this at his parish as a, it was actually even done as a way to end mass quicker. So he said, I'll preach for one minute and then teach for five minutes after mass. But I think he packaged it well. I think, Mike, uh, you do that well too. And um, so, so I think we can always learn a little bit more about our faith and, uh, to do it in a way that you are sort of like wanting to learn more. You're like, Oh, what's going to happen tomorrow? I, uh, I thank my seminary training and a couple, couple Wikipedia searches for, uh, for Catholic. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> figuring out the, the odd letters, but, uh, Maybe uh, 
it'll be coming back sooner than you think, Mike. Oh, Father, what was what was X in your video series? I'm just curious now. Father or Father Saint Francis Xavier. So naturally, so yeah, naturally, Mike. I mean, just out of the. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, uh, but thanks for thanks for liking it, and I think uh, as Carrie said. And on our previous episodes, you know, just wanting to serve the best way we can, um, learn more about the spiritual life, grow closer to God. So little bits and pieces as much as we can do. And, and you know, I really, I, I spotlighted Father Peter because he doesn't do enough talking on these shows. So, but, I, but each of you actually have done something similar. So Kevin green lights, this crazy idea we have to do the a virtual justice for all dinner. Um, in this, we record it and put it out in the span of two and a half weeks. And John Kalitz and Mary McCusker and Dave Hernandez in my in my department all deserve all the credit for how they were able to pull that together. And and Mary getting everyone together to make it happen. And Kevin actually agreeing to it and hosting it. So we create that, and then um, you know we, we sort of create this talking Catholic video series, but on their own. Donna and Carrie find different ways of expanding on it. Donna goes on a 10-day retreat to the Holy Land and Italy and ends up recording all these episodes while she's there. Carrie has developed these uh, midweek motivation series, which I absolutely love watching. Uh, I try never to miss them live if I can. As a matter of fact, you had Father Josh Nevitt on today. I encourage you to watch the Instagram version, not the Facebook version. A little technical difficulties with the Facebook version. But um, all Father Nevitt's fault, of course. Because um, Carrie does everything, right? The, um, but the, but the, it's just great. She does this little 10 minutes that she does on Facebook Live and Instagram Live where she just has a sit-down conversation with someone. They talk. It's just like a little midweek pump-up. A little dose of, of spirituality, and then ends with a sort of motivational background. Uh, Carrie, like what? What? How did you develop that as a as a midweek motivation, or or the midweek motivation? Um, well, truth be told, Mike, you said talking Catholic host, you need to do more Facebook and Instagram lives, and I was like, <laughs> oh, so it's right, my fault. <laughs> now, how could I do this? And um, you know, what? actually, kind of cool, like a little God incidents or like little Holy Spirit uh, moment. Uh, Lex Kiefer, who's another Talking Catholic host, and she was my first one. And it was really just the mid-week, midweek motivation was just really about her little clip. And um, I was like, you know what? I kind of like the the sound of that. Like, I just kind of named it for her. Just was going to do a one-time thing and then see where it went. And I thought, you know, I like the sound of this. Let's like just keep going. It happened to be on a Wednesday. Let's just go every Wednesday now with it. And it just was easy to roll it out from there. So I had each of the Talking Catholic hosts from the YouTube channel on. They were all wonderful, including Donna, who's on this call today. She was great. Um, She was actually the second one that came on. And then from there, um, I was like, you kind of just a span of people that work in our diocese, other youth ministers within our diocese, outside of our diocese, people I have known from different uh, paths of youth ministry, young adult ministry that I've been on. And uh, it's really turned into something fun that I, I enjoy scheduling each week as part of my Wednesday routine. So it's been, uh, it's been nice to just, uh, you know, get different people out there and get different perspectives. Most importantly, get that little spiritual dose each week. And I enjoy like hearing from them. What is your favorite spiritual quote or uh, thing you want to share with us? So it's been nice. It's been a lot of fun. 
Carrie, I love that it's midweek motivation. I'm used to Monday motivation hashtag, but everyone needs a little boost midweek. So yep. that is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, Mary Beth, something that you worked on this year was sort of in anticipation of opening the, uh, the schools, you and Dave Fernandez and the superintendent of schools, um, Bill Watson, ended up putting together all of these sort of like um, little video snippets, little news articles of what each of the schools was doing. And we had never done anything. I had to actually build a YouTube page for the Catholic Star Herald so that we had some place <laughs> to put these things. But, I, you know, I, I got a lot of feedback from parents who said that it really made a big difference in calming their nerves to see, to see, to physically see what was going on in the schools yeah. to prepare to reopen. And I, I thought that was, I thought the way it was handled was brilliantly. So kudos to you and Bill and Dave. Thank you. That was fun and really informative. So we discovered what a natural bill is. We, we started to call it Tuesdays with Bill. And our Tuesdays with Bill and Dave. But they would literally, we took, he, he committed to blocking out time on Tuesdays. And we would schedule, pick a topic and, and look at a school who was sort of right in the middle of that topic. Like uh, we did Our Lady of Hope. They were upgrading their technology. So we went and just did a little segment about technology and what that was going to look like. And we tried to have parents who were on the task force there to kind of weigh in. And so they were fun. They were breaking news stories. Yeah, it really, I really thought that the, they, I thought they were recorded really well and they were nice and tight. They were only like two, three minutes, easy to watch, distributed them everywhere. And I, I think, I think that really worked. So um, next time we have a crisis situation of that scenario, I'm definitely going to use that, that technique going forward for lots of things. But the Dave Fernandez actually. We love Dave. He's yeah, he always is amazing. <laughs> yeah, he really does. A, it does a wonderful job with that. Um you know, I'm hearing all of these different ideas and I kind of wanted to steal them all and bring them to Catholic Charities because I know after Ew. this call, Kevin is going to say, why aren't we doing this stuff? <laughs> Thank God the CEO is here so he can approve them right away, Mary. <laughs> Mary, you could get something every day of the week based off of this. So you exactly go seven days a week and be the, you know, the new uh, point to look up to. <laughs> I'll take all the credit, too. Don is always criticizing me for, for forcing people to do these things. But the truth of the matter is, is yes, that's exactly right. We can be doing all this stuff. Because I'll tell you, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, all these things that we've created over the last year. Do you know how much money I actually spent on any of this stuff? $2,000. Total. $2,000 with all of the content that we've created. Now, there are salaries involved for people on staff that we already have and stuff like that. But the only thing that I've added from... That's right, Carrie. I talked to doing this for free. I, I shouldn't even give her. I should give her some credit. Um, but that's part of my my special thing is convincing people to do things for free. But the reality is, if you if you have the desire to do this, it is possible to do it. All you need is the time, uh, a little bit of ability. Because let's face it, when we when all of these things started, they were okay. Now Carrie has probably the best looking YouTube show that we have. The way she lights it and puts stuff in the background is is phenomenal. Donna is always trying to do new things that drive me insane. Cause I'm like, well, we can do that one better if we do it this way. And she'll just go rogue and do it on her own. And then I'll, I'll go back and be like, you know what? I like that idea. Here's an idea of how we can improve it. Um, so I think, I think these things are good. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to about was things in the future, but the truth of the matter is that what I found is a lot of the stuff has happened organically. And I think that's a good thing that we've, we've been creating all of these things all, all along 
and um, and creating new and different ideas and making them very successful. So Mary, yes, steal every idea you've heard and Carrie, steal every idea you've heard and Father Josh and Father Peter, take all these ideas to your, your current and future parishes with things that are all incredibly capable because what, the other thing that I've learned is that this expertise resides in all of our parishes. We just need to find it. It resides in our parishes, it resides in our ministries, it resides in our schools. You just have to make the effort to try and find it. And then, and I have to give a lot of credit to Bishop Sullivan and Father Robert Hughes, our Vicar General, who allows me to try all of these insane ideas um, just because they know I'm going to try and do it well. They haven't all been successful. We've had a couple of, you know, stumbles along the road, but I'm willing to fail a couple of times if we can, if we can create successes. So, you know, I haven't done any of this stuff. I'm not a video editor. I don't do any of that. I certainly shouldn't be talking into a microphone. I apologize to the listeners for, for having to subject you to this every week. Um, of the 200 episodes we've done, I've been on 198 of them. Find the two that I wasn't on, and those will be better. Um, but, you know, I encourage everyone to keep trying and trying new things for all the right reasons, and you will find some form of success in doing it. Behind the scenes view of everything. Um, certainly I hope people will listen to it as part of the podcast. And obviously I hope people will go to the YouTube page to see it. And more importantly, when you go to our YouTube page, make sure you watch all the other shows we have produced. And I would encourage if you, um, as I keep playing with my AirPods because they don't fit my ears right. Um, if I encourage all of you to, uh, suggest new ideas for shows for us, whether they be podcasts or YouTube shows or something else entirely, because uh, I'm always willing to try new things when it comes to um, spreading the good news of the church, whether it be in our schools, our, our churches, or in our uh, um, Catholic charities, or any of the other ministries. So all of you, I want to thank you uh, specifically for coming on today. To my co-hosts, thank you very much for doing all the hard work with all of our podcasts so I can just show up and record it and make you guys look as good as I can. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to these things and our watchers uh, and watching our stuff because it really means a lot to us. And the only we don't do it for ourselves. Nobody's making any extra money out of this. Ask any single one of the people on this show. Nobody's getting a dime out of it. We literally do it just for the people of the the good and faithful of of the community. So, and not just in the Camden Diocese. We hope people around the world will watch this. So, thank you all very much, and have a great rest of your week. And we'll see you again next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye.